What's up, you crazy bastards? Welcome to another week of E-Crime Bites. This is where I research the court documentation and roast the criminal so you don't have to. All right, so this week I'm bringing you season three, episode number five. And episode number five is about a doctor named James Wan. And James, well, he tried to hire somebody to murder his baby mama that was living with him at the time. And when I say doctor, I mean a medical doctor. All right, not the not the type of doctor that I am, but a real honest to God medical doctor here. So we're talking about a medical doctor that tried to hire somebody to murder his baby mama. It, just unbelievable. So stick around. I'm going to tell you all the details here. Um, the crime that he ends up getting charged with at the end is actually the, the technical name. And I thought this was interesting. I'll, I'll read it once for you. And then from now on, I'm just going to say murder for hire. But it's use of interstate commerce facilities in the commission of murder for hire. So from now on, I'm just going to say murder for hire. This is what he's caught and charged with. And it's, I say amazing as in insanity, sense of amazing, but it's amazing that he tried to do this or any, anybody tries to do this. So why did I pick this case? Murder for hire cases on the internet to me are just interesting to begin with. But then if you roll on top of that, a doctor who's not supposed to be, I mean, they give an oath not to hurt anybody ever. And he's clearly going out there trying to, to hurt somebody. So that was the reason why I picked this case. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a picture of Dr. Juan on your screen right now. You know, youngish individual, uh, for audio listeners, he's just, you know, Asian bald. I mean, there's got a goatee, nothing real, nothing stands out about him. If you saw him in the crowd, he wouldn't say, Hey, this is a guy that would hire somebody to murder his baby mama. You would not you would not look at him and think this. I'll, I'll tell you that much. So what happened here? Okay. Well, first of all, we're not going to get too much into his whole doctor background. He is a medical doctor of certain, you know, medical topics. I believe it was some type of vein, uh, vascular type of uh, medicine. That's not really important here. All you really need to know is he's a medical doctor. So he's not he takes an oath not to be hurting people. And you would think, you know, his whole life would be dedicated to not hurting people. So here there's a day on May 11th of 2022. And the FBI receives a tip that someone with the username of J one spelled J W a N. And then a really long number. I'm not even going to read the number to you because it looks random and it doesn't matter. <sighs> Yes, <laughs> I know you probably pause there just like I'm pausing there. He used his name and his last name. Okay. Keep this in mind. Okay. His name is in the username. I'm going to continue on with the sentence. Now it says he solicited um, that account solicited a murder for hire services via the dark web marketplace. And they didn't specify what dark web marketplace it was. I'm not familiar with them, so I couldn't even begin to tell you which one I think it is. I'm just going to call it the dark web or the forum or the marketplace from here on out. Don't even worry about what the forum is. He's this account, this J1 some number account 
is out there now posting, trying to solicit somebody to do a murder for hire scenario. It, yeah. And Jay Wan, I mean, he didn't even listen. Come on. My name is Keith Jones. And if I'm going on the dark web and I want to off my spouse, I'm not going to put it K Jones in some big number. I'm going to try to pick something that's completely the opposite of K Jones. I'm not even going to pick a person's name. Probably I'm going to call, I'm going to call myself, you know, suspicious package or something like that, that it just would not make sense to somebody looking at going, Oh yeah, that's Keith Jones. This guy, he used his name. Now, if you don't know what the dark web is, don't worry. There's just a tiny little bit about this. You need to know the dark web isn't well, it's kind of like the wild west. You can pretty much get anything there. You can buy drugs. You can buy hitmen, which is why Dr. Juan is there. And you know, and basically anything you want. And it's, it's, you don't go to it with your normal web browser. There's this like this special web browser, this Tor web browser, it's spelled T O R that you, you know, you, you pop it up on your screen and it looks like a normal web browser, but the way it works is it goes through this special network that gets encrypted and a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes. So that is the dark web. That browser that I told you about this Tor browser, this comes up in this case. And this is why I'm telling you about this now is because it does pop up in the case later on. So according to the anonymous tip, and already when I was reading the research in here, I was like, who the fuck is giving an anonymous tip? Is it an, like, is it the hitman? Is it another person trying to hire a hitman? Is it the forum admin? Who is it? I will tell you in a minute. It's, it'll become important later on. So according to this tip, this user J Wan, which is not Dr. Wan by any means, he placed an order. Okay. And I'm going to keep saying this order over and over. This is the assassination order. This is his hit order that he placed on this forum. So he had a specific person that he wanted killed too. And I'm, we don't have their person's name. We're just going to call them the victim, or I might say baby mama, just kind of jokingly. And I don't mean to joke about the victim. Uh, this asshole that tried to have her killed. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to joke about. So, what happened is he went on there and says, I want this person, which is the baby mama, the victim killed in exchange for Bitcoin, which is just cryptocurrency. And if you're not familiar with that, don't worry. It's just a virtual online way of paying for things discreetly. Now I say discreetly, meaning you would hope you couldn't be traced this case. It is so stick around and I will tell you that in a minute. But he thought he was paying for a hit using an untraceable currency. That's what you need to take away from this conversation. So he would pay somebody some Bitcoin, which would be actual money. They would get it. They would kill the person and there they would go. Now, the way I read it, it's it's not like you pay a person and kind of hope that they would kill them. You it's kind of like a real estate transaction where you put money into an escrow and then I think maybe a, the hit happens and then the ESCO get, gets released. The court documents kept saying it was in escrow. So it wasn't just given to the quote unquote killers. I think maybe it was put into escrow for somebody to claim like maybe a, a killer to go, I'll do the job. 
it was kind of very vague in the court documentation. So I was trying to um, connect the dots as much as I could in my mind. So the victim lives in Georgia and I'm not even gonna tell you what city it is. It's just a victim in Georgia that he identified. The tip also says this J1 user account, who's definitely not Dr. Juan, this J1 user account on the dark web made approximately two Bitcoin payments worth $16,000 on this marketplace on April 18th and April 21st of 2022. So just a couple of years ago. Now, this is the point where I tell you about the whole cryptocurrency and tracing. So normal money, you know, investigators are pretty good about tracing the money trail, right? I mean, it's like use credit cards and checks and even cash in some scenarios. They can, they can trace it to you on the internet. The most quote unquote untraceable type of currency that's out there would be cryptocurrency. And it's because it's held by just like account numbers. And as long as you don't attach those account numbers to people, it's untraceable, right? So if I have this account number out there that could send money to this other account number, I couldn't tell what's going on in theory, right? Well, because these transfers happen, the investigators have the account numbers, okay? So they think of these as like the, I'll, I'll be saying things like wallet. These are the account numbers that I'm talking about. So they know who the senders and recipients are. So they do what investigators do and they look and they find that one of the wallets was actually a part of Coinbase, which is one of the cryptocurrency providers out there. So if you wanted to buy Bitcoin, one of the providers you could go to to buy Bitcoin is Coinbase. And then you could take that Bitcoin and transfer it to somebody else. So when the investigators saw where the Bitcoin came from, they traced it back and it came back to Coinbase and they said, Okay, well, we got the first dot. Let's go to the next step. And they went up to Coinbase. And I'm, I'm, I, if you haven't followed my episodes, you know that I paraphrase a lot in here and I just kind of joke about it. But they basically walked up and they were like, hey, who the fuck was using this wallet number? There was a big, big court process behind the scenes. The cops can't just walk in and figure out who's behind any account number. Okay. Story-wise, that's what happened, right? They went through the court process. They went to Coinbase and they say, hey, who the fuck is this? And Coinbase looks at this and goes, ah, this is one of our customers, Dr. James Wan. And I bet you the investigators looked at the username of Jay Wan and then looked at the Coinbase account of James Wan and were like, could this guy really use his fucking name on the, the dark web when he was trying to hire a hitman? Really? Cause that's what I thought. That's what I thought when I read this. Oh my God. So when the investigators did that whole process, they found out other informations, like what other transactions happened through this Coinbase account. And they found that there were actually four transactions associated with this whole hitman hire, you know, murder for hire plot that I'm bringing to you. Right. Wasn't just one, wasn't just two. It was four transactions. And there's a reason for these four transactions. I wondered, I was like, why, why didn't he just pay once? So the first payment, the first payment, apparently he sent it to escrow. Now 
depending on which document I read, it kind of varied. It sounded like maybe he sent it to the wrong wallet, which means um, it would be like paying a different vendor. You know, if, if I were meant to pay Amazon, but I accidentally paid Walmart, that's, that's the scenario here, cryptocurrency-wise, where he sent it to the wrong spot, right? That's, that's one possibility. The other possibility is another part of the court documents where I read and Juan said, I think I was scammed. I think e both of them are equally plausible because Dr. Juan, he used his name on the dark web in his username. So maybe he did send it to another wallet accidentally. But the important thing here is he lost $8,000 with this transfer. So his first transfer was $8,000 on April 18th. And it didn't even go to this whole murder for hire plot. Didn't even work. So then basically, I guess like I, to paraphrase the communications with the administrative staff of this murder for hire forum, he said, Hey, did you get my money? And they're like, no. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. Well, I guess I lost $8,000. What's the wallet again? And they gave it to him. And then he sent the second one, which was $8,000. And this is on April 21st of 2022, same year. And then later on, they weren't specific, but then later on, there was another transfer of about $8,000. Um, it was on April 29th of 2022. And I think it was like the other half of the hit. They weren't specific about the transfer. They just said that there was another $8,000 payment into the escrow. So now he's sitting on about $16,000 in his hitman escrow, waiting for somebody to help him out and bump off his baby mama. Now, as you can imagine, cryptocurrency doesn't stay at the same price. It goes up and down. And apparently during that time, it went down. And then it wasn't at you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. So he put more money into it to bring it back up. And so he put about twelve hundred dollars. So at the end of the day, he put about almost twenty five thousand dollars into this escrow. Some of it he lost. Some of it was to cover Bitcoin going down all just to have a fifteen thousand dollar payment to off his baby mama. OK, so. The agents, they do an open source search. So that's another fancy way of just saying like a Google search, right? You could do things like James Wan and then look at maybe his public profile and see it's, oh, in a relationship with so-and-so. They did that process generically. I didn't say, I, I don't mean like they did that exact thing that I just described, but something like that, where they went out there on Google, did an open source search, found some stuff, and they said, huh, James Wan and this victim that's listed in here that's coming through the tip, that is his baby mama. They're actually, they are, they are connected and uh, they, they have a young daughter together. They're currently in a romantic relationship and they're living together at this address that he used for his assassination order on the Hitman forum. So at the end of the day, Investigators started, you know, they put the pieces together and they're like, yeah, this is not bullshit. This is, you know, this looks like he really does have a relationship. This person is real and he's putting money out there for somebody to assassinate her. So then I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to 
ease into this one, okay? On May 14th of 2022, the agents learned that the victim, okay, the baby mama, and I apologize, baby mama, if you're watching this, I'm just trying to use, the, I don't want to keep saying the victim, but baby mama kind of fits here. So Juan's baby mama was there. Investigators learned that she is there with him because he broke his ankles. So I stopped with the research and I was like, why the fuck does he have broken ankles? Was it an angry hitman? What, there are so many explanations. Already he's already trying to hire a hitman. There are so many explanations of why this man could have probably have broken his ankles. He used his name as a username on the dark web. So he didn't hide himself. So he, he didn't seem real bright there. So you would think maybe he was doing something not bright at home, fell off a ladder and broke his ankles. Who knows? But he broke his ankles, was getting treatment. So the, the agents went to the hospital and they interviewed the, the victim. And they said, uh, where do you live? And she confirmed the home address and they looked at the, or, the assassination order and they're like, oh, okay. Um, how, how do you know James Wan? And she's like, oh, I've known him for like nine years and we have a daughter together and we've been dating. And they're looking at, you know, they're looking at the hitman list and they're checking that off. And they're like, okay, um, can you tell us anything else about your relationship? She's like, yeah, you know, I, I said that our relationship was, you know, was nine years, but actually we've, we've been arguing a lot lately. Just the last few months, we've been arguing a lot lately. Has been on good terms, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. Everybody's relationship's shitty, right? You know, it's just, it is what it is. Investigators probably looked at their list again. Haven't told her that she's part of the assassination attempt, I imagine. And we're like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. So they said, have you noticed anything different recently about Dr. Wong? And they said, she said, yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed he'd been drinking in his office with coworkers. So I reported him to his work. And maybe that's why he was upset with me. And this is the point where Dr. Wong he must, I think he thought he realized he was going to do this, this murder for hire plot, because it sounded like she started remembering weird things that he did that normal significant others don't do. Like, I don't do this to my wife. I, I made as a joke, but I don't do this under normal circumstances. My wife, like take a video of her car and then not only just be like, hey, wife, take a here, I'm doing this for the kids. No, no, take a video of her car and then zoom in on the license plate as if maybe to tell somebody this is what type of car she drives. This is her, you know, this is how you identify it with the license plate. She said also, um, I remember this private locked browser on his phone called an onion browser and it could only be accessed with facial recognition. Now I'm gonna pause there for a second. If you remember earlier, I talked about this Tor browser. That's the same thing. That's the Onion browser. It's all the same thing. That gets you onto the dark web. So what she just said is when she saw his phone, there was this thing called the Onion browser, which would get you on the dark web. So it's another thing where the investigators look at this hit, hitman list and went, check. You know, it's another reason why Dr. Wan's fitting into this profile. And then she said, you know what? <sighs> While we're on the subject, 
Dr. Wan has previously threatened to shoot me during an argument. At that moment, I imagine the interview, the investigator stopped the interview and went, okay, you're coming with us to a safe location and we're going to wrap up this investigation now because this is when shit got really, really serious. This is when they start to interview Dr. Wan, who broke his ankles in some mysterious reason that I couldn't figure out in the court documents. So he confirmed he and the baby mama, they've been arguing for the past six to eight months, and it made him very angry when the victim reported him to his work for drinking in his office because it threatened his career and his livelihood. You can imagine a doctor. I imagine they make a lot of money, and he just looked at either being disciplined or fired or something. He's probably stood to lose a lot of money if this turned sideways on him, and he was probably pissed. Does not excuse any of this. Then the agents were like, uh, I heard you posted something that uh, you wanted to hurt your baby mama. Did you, uh, did you happen to go on the dark web and post anything that says that you might want to hurt her? Do you, might you even have a Coinbase account, say? And I imagine Dr. Wan sat there for a second you know, tried to think about it real deep. Like, you know, I'm really giving this an effort. And he goes, nope, nope, nope. Never been on the dark web. No, never been on the dark web. Do have a Coinbase account though. And the agents were like, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay. Let me ask you another question. What are the transactions from the dark web traced back to your Coinbase account? How do you say that happened? And Juan, I think, used the, uh, he used like the shaggy, it wasn't me of digital crime when he was like, uh, maybe I've been hacked. Yes. Somebody hacked your Coinbase account and then went and went into the dark web, posted a forum post and, and, and like paid through your account for that post to kill your baby mama. That was all a hacker. Um, it was just a hacker. It just like that, that excuse, if you're not in computer crime and that, uh, if that doesn't sound absurd, I, that that's why I tried to explain it that way. It is absolutely, absolutely an absurd, absurd type of an excuse to say a hacker broke in there and then used your money to put this whole thing together against you. So I, I imagine the agents at this point were probably like, yeah, we got everything we need. Not only this fucker uses, you know, name in his dark web username, which they haven't even told him yet, but they said, uh, yeah, doctor, we're here. We're going to go back and look at the marketplace site and see, see what it says. But before we do that, we really, really would like you to tell the truth. Listen, if you did post this and let's just, <laughs> let's just let's just say for a moment <laughs> just for a moment that it was a mistake right <laughs> let's just say it was a mistake right and then Wong kind of sat there for a second and he was like okay yeah yeah it was it was kind of a mistake it, it was kind of a mistake and I imagine the agents were like holy shit okay so basically he just admitted that he did this but he said it was a mistake so now Juan is like, 
admitting that the account is his, that the payments were his, the Coinbase were his, and everything. So the interview just takes off at this point. And Juan goes, yeah, I made the four payments. Though it was, one was about 7500 Another one was about 7500 Seem to think about it. Third one was about 7500 And uh, then I topped off my account with another 1500 The reason why you might wonder why I used four payments was because those fuckers, I think, stole my first payment of about $8,000. Really pissed me off, but I needed a hitman, so I continued on and still funded my escrow. And I imagine the agents had to sit down at that point and they just let them continue talking. And, you know, Dr. Wan, he says, you know what? I only intended to spend $15,000 total to hire a hitman here. And and that was the, the reason that I had to top off that account with that 1,500 at the end was to get it to $15,000. But I ended up spending a lot more than $15,000. I ended up spending... What did I say earlier? It was like $24,000. Then Juan says, after I put the money into my Hitman escrow, I sat back and I checked the dark web marketplace daily. Daily. For nearly a month after placing that assassination order. And I thought, holy shit, that was some dedication to do all of that. It just seemed... I don't know what their dispute was and it doesn't matter, but it just seems like it would have been easier to have a divorce at this point or whatever. I don't know if they were married or what the split, it would just be easier to do that than spend $24,000 to get rid of this person. And then, you know, Oh gosh. Okay. So he goes on. It's like, I imagine agents are thinking in their mind, hey, we got everything we need here. And they're they're waiting for Dr. Wan to finish speaking so they can say, hey, thanks for all your cooperation. We're going to go back to the station now. And Dr. Wan goes, hey, you know what? You can even search my phone, but I don't have it on me at the hospital. But if you did bring it, if you brought my phone to me, I could cancel that assassination order, withdraw all the funds from the escrow account, and uh, you know, no worry. Nobody would... Nobody would be coming after her because nobody would be funded. And I imagine the agents probably looked at each other at that point. We're like, okay, okay, we'll go get your phone. And then, you know, also subtext here, this, this, this moment is probably the moment that saved the victim's life. Okay. But back to the story. So it's May 17th of 2022 agents returned back with this iPhone and they handed it to Dr. Juan and they said, do what you need to do. Hold on a second. I'm going to video record you. And I, uh, I'm an old guy. Okay. So I'm holding it like the old style video cameras in 2022. They probably just videotaped it. <laughs> I said videotape. There you go. They probably just videoed it with their phone. So they, they documented him getting in there, which is him opening up the onion browser on his iPhone using facial recognition to access it, logging into the dark web market forum under the username J1, that giant number. And then he typed in his password. He logged in successfully. And then as I imagine, maybe he was even proud of it. He showed the agents, this is my order. This is my assassination order. And on there, it had the victim's name first and last. It had her home address, which I think they might have been 
to gather at the same address according to some of the court paperwork I read. In there, he described her car, her license plate. Remember earlier, she said he was taking videos of her license plate, which was weird. And he said, he said on the forum, like this is his quote on the forum message. He says, can take wallet, phone, and car, shoot and go, or take car. So that's his instructions. He's basically saying, you know, I guess when you kill her, that's what he means by shoot. You can take her wallet, phone, and car, or you can just take her car. You can just take whatever the fuck you want after you kill her, which is horrible. And then he showed the agents the status of his assassination order and the status on it. And this is a quote, payment submitted and secured in escrow. Very formal sounding. So then the doctor, the good doctor, accessed his Coinbase account to obtain his Bitcoin wallet address. He requested a refund of his funds in the escrow account back to that address. And then he cancels his assassination order. So sit here for a second about all that stuff I just told you. The agents basically just recorded him accessing the dark web, accessing that market, accessing or knowing about the order of the assassination for that particular person, the payment, he logged into his Coinbase account, he requested the refunds, he tied that whole picture together for the agents on his phone while they were sitting there and recording him doing that the whole time. I imagine if it were to come time to have a trial, they would just sit down with this video, put it on the screen for the jury and just said, we're not even gonna talk. We're not even gonna talk. Just just watch this video. It'll explain everything because because it did, it, it did. It was like the whole thing. And he uh, he explained it to the agents. Okay, so a couple days later, agents came back, probably maybe just hoping, hey, uh, hey doctor, we just came back to see you. This is now May 19th of 2022. So just a couple days later. Got your phone again. Um, could you do us a favor and confirm that that whole cancellation happened? I know, I know this is not Amazon, but let's just, let's just treat it like Amazon and make sure, make sure that order has been canceled so we don't get charged for it, right? And so again, they gave him his iPhone. He went in there, did this whole process again, whole process, facial recognition, all that, just to get in there and goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's now showing as canceled on the status and the Bitcoin though is still in his escrow. So again, he requested a refund. So I pause there for a second as a defense. If he were to say, I accidentally screwed up on the first one and you should throw that evidence out or whatever. This is a whole separate incident of him logging into all these accounts with all that information that he needs for that. It, it just easily, easily pr proves the case of Dr. Wong doing the dirty deeds here. Okay. So in this session too, he showed them some more evidence. He showed a posting on May 2nd of 2022. So this is a you know, couple of weeks ago, but he's showing them at a later date where he says, I've submitted an order and curious how quickly it should be carried out. Is there a way I can find out any progress? Is there anyone in my location? So he's basically asking for that Amazon button where you click on it and it says, where's my driver? Except it's like, where's my hitman? 
on a dark web hitman forum. And then a couple days later, he posts another one. He says, I contacted admin. I need this taken care of fast. Who can help? This is in Georgia, USA. <sighs> yeah. So the, the good doctor, he showed the agents both of those messages. And then he showed them a couple messages that he had with the site's administrator directly, not even just on the forum, but directly with the administrator. On May 11th of 2022, um, this is around the time he made those payments to the, the Bitcoin escrow where it went missing. And there was a message that says, this is all I have. I only wanted to spend $15,000. So that correlates with what I said earlier, where he kept saying, I didn't want to spend any more than $15,000 total on this. This is where we get that information. So another message, uh, the next day on May 12th of 2022, he said this victim and he identified her by name first and last in the subject line. And he says, so imagine kind of like an email. So it's got her name and it says, thanks. How soon do you think it can be done this weekend? We have a court date Tuesday, 17. It would be good if it could be done before the 17th. Holy crap. That's a creepy email to think about. Okay, so a couple days later, now it's May 20th of 2022. I know you're going to be shocked by this, but the good Dr. Juan, he was arrested for using a facility of interstate commerce with the intent that the murder of victim be committed in consideration for payment, a.k.a. murder for hire. So he was arrested a few days later. The, the agents were probably like, stop. Stop. We have enough evidence at this point. Just stop. Just stop. We, we, we are. Re I don't want to write a report this long anymore. Okay. It's already 50 pages. All right. Just stop. So they just arrested him. And then, so the whole legal process happens at this point where you do the arraignment and the person's like, holy shit, I'm really being charged with this thing. And he gets a lawyer. And so the process starts in court. And then Dr. Wan's lawyer says, uh, I'd like to do a competency hearing on my client, please. And I thought, holy shit, right off the bat, by the way, it was like right off the bat on the case. And I went, holy shit, that was fast. And then there was a lot of motions going back and forth in time where they were talking about psychiatric exams. And then finally it came back with the results and it said he is competent. So there was like all the argument about, is he competent or not? Is he competent or not? It came back and it says, he is confident. So I imagine the good doctor was like, oh, shit. You know, that defense that just got swept aside for him. He just went, fuck. Okay, so what's going to be my next defense? Okay, so his next defense, he goes, you know what? We don't know anything about this anonymous tip earlier that got me in trouble. Let's throw that shit out. So he got a lawyer to draft up a motion to throw out the evidence about the whole anonymous tip, which... In legal terms, if you can get something like that thrown out, it, usually anything afterwards can also be thrown out. So his whole argument was throw the anonymous tip, which led to me, which led to my confession and all this other shit, all that evidence I gave you, throw all that out because the anonymous tip should never have happened. The government goes, well, the anonymous tip, I mean, it was anonymous, but it kind of, it was anonymous. All right, here's what it is. It's a news organization, okay? So it's not really anonymous, 
but we don't want to tell you what a news and organization it is. So that way they can continue to hunt people on the dark web looking to kill people. Okay. It's a news organization that just passively saw your messages saying you wanted to kill your baby mama. They said, Hey, FBI, we saw this on the internet and you should probably investigate it. So we did. And we found you fucker. So you cannot throw all this evidence out because a news organization found this. So their whole argument was, that's why we said it was anonymous. It was a news organization. It wasn't like a confidential informant or anything along those lines. They just wanted to protect the source. So that way, when another person goes out there and hires a hitman, that news organization can do the same type of job to them, which I kind of agree with. Let, let them do their job. Let's find these people hiring hitmen. So the court goes back. They listen to the arguments and says, Okay. Okay. Strong argument, strong argument, both sides, but, um, fuck no, you're going to keep this evidence in, which means his confessions in and all that evidence that he gave the investigators, that's all going to stay in. I imagine the good Dr. Juan sat there for a moment, went fuck. All right. Okay. All right. All right. What's my next defense? Like says the attorneys and his attorneys are like, and audio listeners, if you're not, you can't see me. I'm just giving you a big old shrug here. It's just like, what the fuck do we do now? And so October 17th, 2023, Dr. Wallace says, oh, okay, okay. I play guilty. I, it was me. It was me. It was, how'd you guys know it was me? I, I, I mean, it's not like I used my name and my username on the Hitman's website or had a Coinbase account that traced back to me or gave you all the fucking details when you interviewed me. It's not like I gave you all that, right? No. So... He is now said I'm guilty of that one count, which is a very substantial count because he's now facing 10 years maximum in prison and a, a quarter million dollar fine. Okay. That's both of those are very steep. Now, 10 years, I kind of went back and forth if that's a lot, right? I mean, if I was facing 10 years, that feels like a lot, but then you think murder and you're like, that doesn't seem like a lot. So maybe it is at the right middle ground, but wow. Yeah. Um, the government went in there and they said, Hey, listen, now I'm paraphrasing here. Now bear with me. I'm really paraphrasing. They said, um, we think Dr. Wan's kind of an idiot and gave us all the evidence and confessed to everything. So we're going to want to go light on him and give him just 87 months, which I immediately went, how much is that? Is that 10 years? Did the math? No, it's 7.25 years. So seven and a quarter years. And I thought, Okay, so they shaved off maybe almost three years for confessing. I don't know how that works out, but that's... Uh, uh, I don't know how to comment on that one. They, What they said in the court documentation is that's the low end. So they said he confessed. We're going to say we only want the low end, which is just over seven years, which is still pretty steep still pretty steep. I mean, if you look at it from the aspect that he didn't actually commit of no one physically got hurt, right? Thankfully. So there's that aspect to it. But if they did, if they would have, that to me is the reason why you need the steep sentence in this one. So I didn't see a whole lot of arguments from his side on why he needed a lighter sentence. I don't know if they argued it in hearings. I didn't catch it, but there wasn't a single document that I could pull it from that. Like I could usually with other cases. 
So we just get to the sentencing and the court goes back and does whatever the court does. And they sat down and they said, you know what? We didn't hear much argument from the other side. So we'll give you 87 months. So he got 7.25 years for trying to hire a hitman to kill his baby mama. I kind of feel like it should have been 10, but maybe that's just me trying to round up to 10 in my mind. I don't know. So, and the court, I think maybe went light on him because they gave him a supervised release of only two years. Usually in most cases, I see three years on just any case, any case, fraud case, murder cases, anything is almost always three years. So when I saw two, I thought maybe they're sending a sign that they're going light on him for this. Now they did say he had two specific conditions while he was being supervised. Okay. And they're not going to be big shockers for you. One is he has to participate in an alcohol treatment program and he has to stay in it. And the other is he has to stay in a mental health treatment program. If he violates either one of those, he has to go back to jail, which is probably a good idea in his case. So final thoughts. That's it. That's the end of the case. I have a nice short one here this week. Didn't even have two acts. Just have one act for you. So my final thoughts, Dr. Wan thought his baby mama's life was only worth $15,000. That seemed like a low number to me. I don't know. That seemed like a really low number. Even if you said $24,000 because he lost that money at the beginning, that still seems like a low number to me. It seems like assassinations would be starting at maybe $50,000. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't hire assassins very often. So I, I'm not up on the going prices, but $15,000 seems very low to get somebody killed because on the opposite end, you got to think about it. The assassin, they got to go, you want me to jeopardize life in prison for only $15,000? That's not much money. Like I said, 87 months. Yeah. It's a low side. I would like to see maybe 10 years on this one, but yeah, it feels kind of right. I'm, I'm happy. I didn't see him walk away with three or four years. That would have felt like a slap in the face. Um, in this case, the, the victim could have very, very easily been harmed or killed. So 87 months, I think, I do think that's on the low side. So the doctor who swears to do no harm trying to murder his child's mother over some kind of unknown argument to me is insanity. And he must have thought so too, because that's why he went and said, uh, let's do the whole competency thing. And I don't know if that was his idea or his attorneys, but he did it. He went and had the evaluation and they came back and they said, uh, nope, you're confident, you're competent. And so that didn't work for him. So even though I think it's insane, the court didn't think it was insane, thankfully, and he was charged with this in the end. Now, this is the first time, but if you've listened to a bunch of our episodes here, anytime you buy stuff on the dark web, there's some risk. It's just, it's like, it's a dark alley. You don't know where you're buying and you don't know who you're buying it from. You don't know where you're buying it. It's like the place you're buying it from, the forum could be suspect. You could lose your money. And it sounds like in this case, he lost some money, just like we've seen lost money in other cases. Just a few episodes ago, we were talking about money laundering. Somebody scammed them out of money. So this happens all the time. And uh, I just got one last tip for you. If you have, listen, 
everything else flew over your head and you didn't care about it, just know, watch out for those news organizations the next time you go on the dark web and post under your username of yourself trying to kill somebody that you identified that you would know. Just watch out for them, right? Because they come back to bite you just like they did for Dr. Juan here, thankfully. So I hope you enjoyed that case. And before I take you out, let me just remind you, please like, thumbs up, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on your platform. That one little action that you don't have to pay for, just clicking something, that helps me out a ton. It gets me more views and just in front of other people that have never seen this podcast. And I appreciate it just immensely. And I just want to say thank you with that. Now I'm going to preview next week. Now, next week, I thought this was a really, really interesting case. I, these cyber stalking cases, they just interest me a lot. And each cyber stalking case tends to have its own reason behind the scenes of why the cyber stalking happened. This next case had a very unique reason of cyber stalking. I'm going to pop it on the screen for you here. This is gentleman on the left. I'll introduce him in the next episode, but I just want to tell you about the case. So you'll come back. It's cyber stalking for China. Okay. And just to give you a little bit of a flavor of this case, this is a case at a university where one university student hosts something for pro democracy for Chinese people. And the individual you see on your screen decides to cyber stalk him over it. And I say him, I, it could be a him or a her I'm, I'm forgetting, or I'm going to try to anonymize the victim as much as possible and just say they, okay. So this person cyber stalked the victim in this case over a pro democracy bulletin, a physical like piece of paper stuck up on a university campus. And it was just that twist of the case was just so interesting to me. So I do hope you come back next week. We're going to walk through that case, just like we walked through this case and hopefully have a little bit of fun with it while we learn something. So hope to see you then. Okay. Thanks. Bye.